Welcome to Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jay Kerr, founder of Launchpeer. And today we're going to be talking about what you should do if you're the founder of a company and hate doing sales. But you know you got to do it, right? I mean, I've talked about this on the podcast several times, where a founder's primary job for the life of your startup is to do sales. Okay, Whether you're selling to potential employees, you're selling people on your culture, you're selling investors on the vision... You're selling customers on your product. You're se- I mean, you're always going to be selling. So I don't care if you like it or not. You're going to have to do it. But for this specific situation, which is actual sales to customers, what could you do if you hate sales or are you just going to have to suck it up? Today's question comes from Anthony in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He writes in, I used to be pretty good at sales with two previous sales jobs, but lately I'm not so keen on it and I don't have a partner to offload it to. So far, I've sent out 50 cold emails and got back two interested parties. They're currently looking over the product and they both offered to meet in person to discuss it further. I don't think I'm good at actually closing the deal though, especially because it would be the first one. I was thinking I could post a job on Freelancer, Upwork, and Guru to offer a $200 commission per sale to make calls if I can provide the leads. But it turns out $200 commission isn't much for a sales job. What are the best ways forward? Hey, Anthony, thanks for your question. I definitely understand how you feel. (laughs) I don't like doing sales that much either. Not sales to customers, at least. I love talking to founders. I love talking to entrepreneurs. I just don't really like the whole sales process or sales mentality. Okay, so one of the things that we do is we rely really heavily on pre-qualifying and getting people to want to work with us before they even want to hop on a call, which means it's less of a sale and more of a, hey, you already know what we do. You already know how much we charge. You already know how it works to work with us. Sure, I'll answer a few of your questions, but I'm not trying to sell you on anything because you most of the people we end up getting on the phone with are already sold on what it is that we do. They just need like a little bit of convincing to kind of get over the, the edge. Okay. Plus, we're big enough now where I've hired people to work on our sales team, but I still do sales sometimes. I still jump in there, still talk to a lot of founders, still come in and help out. Most of my time is spent working with the founders that we work with at Launchpeer, but still, like I, I still love getting on the call sometimes. But I understand how you feel about not wanting to do it or just not feeling like you're the best one at it. So here's, here's the deal. I don't know how much your product is. So I don't know if a $200 commission per sale is a lot or a little bit for what you're selling or any of that stuff. I mean, no salesperson is going to jump in and say, you know, this product isn't proven yet. You haven't sold anything. My whole job is going to be trying to get you sales when no one else has been able to prove that they could get sales for this. And I'm going to make $200 a pop. I mean, to be able to earn a living doing that, doing sales, $200 a pop, the person's going to have to sell 10, 20, like at least... 20 people per month to be able to earn $200. That's about $4,000 a month. That's even like bare minimum to be able to make a good living. Most salespeople I know that are working at early stage startups or even well-established startups are making a good amount of money. I mean, you're talking about 60K plus, sometimes 80K plus, and that's not even including commission or any of that other stuff because everything goes through them. If they're not doing a good job, no one at the company gets paid. It's just kind of how it works. Okay, So salespeople have to have some incentive to do a really good job, but they also have to have some security of knowing that I'm not just jumping into this cold. People have sold this in the past. 
okay, and here's my bench benchmark. If I can get 100 calls, well, like your example, right? If I can get 50 people contacted, two people will respond. Of those two people, one person will sell, which means I'm going to make $200 in commission. So now all I got to do is have X number of emails go out every month to be able to earn you know, X number of dollars in commission every month. But you don't have that yet. So it's going to be a really hard sell to get a salesperson to come on board if you're not able to give them any of that information. And you're also just having them earn commission. It doesn't sound like you're, you're going to be providing them a salary. So that's a hard sell. And most of the people that you're going to be going are going to be people who might not be the best salespeople because the better salespeople would go for better job offers than that. Okay? So let's talk about what you can do instead. The first thing you can do is to suck it up <laughs> and just do it. I mean, you, you have to get good at, at sales. I sucked at sales when I first started working at Launchpeer. I was awful. I'm not a trained salesperson. I'm not a trained public speaker. I'm not a trained podcaster. I'm not a trained content marketer. I'm not a trained social media marketer or Facebook ads manager or you know whatever, growth hacker, any of that stuff. I'm not, I wasn't good at any of that stuff. And yeah, the business struggled a little bit during the first couple of years. Most of that was my fault because I didn't do what I recommend a lot of you guys do, which is find people, surround yourself with people who know more than you and start soaking it in, which is what a lot of the founders who work with us at LaunchPure are able to do work with our marketing team, work with our designers, work with our developers, working with our investment experts, all of those people at LaunchPeer. So they learn a lot from the people around them. Well, most founders, including myself, when I started, I didn't do that. And so I was just kind of learning on the fly. I'd read something and I'd be like, well, let me try that out. I read something else. Oh, let me try that out. But that didn't work very well. Okay. And so, but I still had to kind of figure it all out. I, it would have I would have been able to speed up the process to growth if I had started surrounding myself with people who knew more than me. I just didn't know that I should have been doing that back then. And so that's the first thing you can do. You got to get good at doing sales. There's no way you're going to be able to hire a salesperson if you don't know what to look for. How do you know what skills you need from them? Just because you think someone sounds like a closer doesn't mean they're actually a closer. You don't know what questions to ask. You don't know what their baseline benchmark should be, what their KPIs should be. But if you can figure all that stuff out, then you're good. The other thing that kind of goes along with that is you have hardly any data in here, man. Like 50 emails and two people responding, like that's nothing. Like you have no data to go off of if that's all you have. Now, if you came back to me and said, I've had 500 cold emails go out and I've had, you know, let's say of the two, that's a 4% conversion rate. So 500, I've had what? 20 people respond out of the 500 people I emailed. And then if you told me out of those 20 people, I've had five people become customers, I say, okay, those are numbers we can work with. All right, let's figure out what's working and what's not. What's your open rate for the first e for that first email? How many times are you following up with those people? How, what's your open rate on the second email that you sent to them, the third email that you sent to them, the fourth email that you sent to them? Okay, you know, what are you saying during the closing of the sale? How are you demoing the product? You know, what are you doing when you're in that room with them? Why do you even have to get in a room with them based on what product it is that you're having? Is there any way for them to self sign on instead or to do what I talked about in a previous episode a couple of days ago of like offering a demo online instead or a webinar or anything like that? But right now, you don't have a lot of data to go off of. And you might think you're not good at closing sales but you might be really good at it. When, when I started off the first couple of years, I didn't think I was good at sales and I still don't think I was that good at sales. Compared to where I am today, I was awful at it. But when I looked around and I saw other people who were doing sales, I'm like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm actually pretty good at this. And most of the reason I was good at it or better than I still think most people, but I wasn't great at it, is I was passionate about 
I was passionate about the problem we were solving. I was passionate about the people we were working with. I was passionate about helping serve our customers to the best of our abilities, passionate about convincing customers to work with us because I knew the alternative was them getting screwed by some other company or getting screwed by a freelancer or something like that. And so the, the person that should be the most passionate at your company should be you as the founder. And a big thing in sales is passion. You have to be able to convince the other person that you really, really care about solving their problem. Okay. Especially early on when you're trying to do things that don't scale as an early stage startup, your product is, should be able to sell itself. Okay. But a lot of times when you're early on, you don't have a lot of credibility. You don't have a lot of testimonials. One of the things that's going to convince people to work with you and to use your product or use your service is you and the passion that you have. And as you grow your company and go from one person to four to four to 10, 10 to 20, like we have, you're going to need to start hiring people who have the same passion as you. Sure, they're never going to be as passionate as you are. And if you ever get to the point where your employees are more passionate than you about the problem you're solving, that's a huge red flag. And you need to really figure out why that is. But if you start hiring people who are just, you know, who have that sense of passion, who really want to help solve this problem and who really like care about the customers you're working with, then you can start offloading some of that stuff to them. Customer success, sales, support, marketing, you know, whatever other responsibilities that you have at your company. But it all starts with you. If you don't have that passion and you're not able to convince other people of that passion you have, you're not going to be able to do anything. Okay. So don't downplay yourself too much. Like you still don't know whether or not you can close a deal. Let's say you have two of those conversations and you close both of them. And then you write another 50 people. And out of those 50 people, you get another two people to respond. And those two people, you close those people too. Well, if you do that, that's a hundred people you've contacted. That's four deals that you, or yeah, four deals that you've closed. And I mean, I'm guessing each deal is probably worth a thousand bucks. I mean, if you're offering $200 commission, I don't really know for sure, but let's say each deal is a thousand bucks. Well, that's $4,000 you got from those four deals. And maybe it's a recurring amount. Okay. Cold emailing doesn't cost you anything. So your acquisition cost is pretty much zero except for your time. And you know, okay, well, that's my numbers for writing a hundred people. Now I know what my numbers will be if I write a thousand or if I write 10,000, or 20, or 30, or 50. And I'm not saying to write 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people in a month. Like you're gonna get flagged, your email's gonna start going to spam and all of that other stuff. But once you start baselining those numbers, then you can start thinking what scale looks like and also start baselining it once you do bring a salesperson on, what kind of KPIs they should be held to. The last thing I wanna point out here is when you do decide to hire a salesperson, you need to hire a more than one salesperson. Okay. I've made this mistake before at Launchpeer where we didn't have more than one person doing sales. And it's very difficult because one, that salesperson kind of feels alone. And that's a really tough position to be in because they know that the whole company is resting on their shoulders. If they don't do a good job, then you know the whole company's screwed. And so when you're early on and you're thinking about hiring a salesperson, try to hire two people to do sales. And if that means you hire both of them and they know it's a trial basis where you're hiring them for 60 days or 90 days, and you're going to evaluate both of them at the same time, and they kind of have a sense that one of them is going to get fired. Well, if they're not competitive enough to be okay with that, then they shouldn't be working in sales anyway. The salespeople that you have should have some form of competitive drive where if they're not doing a good job, then they feel like crap. And they're going to work twice as hard to make sure that they overcome that. That's how the people that we have at LaunchPure are. I don't have to have conversations with them about how low their close rate is. I don't have to have conversations if they don't have a good week. 
they have conversations with me and say, I didn't have a good week. Here's what I'm going to do to fix it. If you can't hire people like that, then that's a problem. But the only way to hire people like that is if you have KPIs and you have passion. Those are the two things that you need. And you, for most founders, when I talk to them and they ask me this question, I say, you have to do sales on your own to start off with, even if you don't think you're good at it, because you need to start getting good at it. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Launch Chat. If you haven't already, go join our private Facebook group. We go live every week, dishing out information about how to create better Facebook ads, how to grow your startup, how to build an awesome startup, how to validate your idea, and a bunch of other stuff. And we let our community vote on what we're going to be talking about. So go to launchpeer.club, request access to join the Facebook group, and I'll see you guys there.